1: You're listening to Fox Given, the one with Paulita Papo. Hello and welcome. Did she say it right? Yeah, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop judging me. The judgment over here, like <laughs> me trying to get all the names right, and the pronunciations. Yeah, That's you so did give yourself, pressure. you
2: gave yourself like the raw end
1: of the stick here. Yeah. Like, I'll introduce the podcast. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> So this is our first recording that we're doing in 2021. Very exciting. We're, we might be a bit rusty. We have not recorded for like three weeks or something, but we're also just very excited to dive back in. And we're really excited to have you here, Paulita. Thank you so much for coming on.
3: Thank you so much for bringing me. I'm super excited. So Paulita, please tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm, yeah, Polita Papel, you pronounce it right. I'm a porn <laughs> director and producer. Yes. Um, I've uh, worked in the adult industry for the last 10 years. I started as a performer. Uh, nowadays, I run the platform LastTree.com, which is a yeah. platform. Yeah, where, baby. Woo! Yes, couples all around the world, you know, share their sex videos. Um, I'm also a curator and organizer of the Porn Film Festival Berlin. Oh, oh, no way. You guys haven't been there, though. Have you? We Haven't. haven't. And now we might
2: never go. Thanks. Thanks, no no world. no 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 let's not say that because this year will happen <laughs> and you will
3: come. You will be our guest of honours and we oh, really looking forward to it. Be so cute. We
1: wanted We'd... to we've wanted to come for ages. Yeah, I've, for years. I don't know why it hasn't happened. Obviously we know why it didn't happen last year, but you know, the year yeah. before. Standard. <laughs> oh.
3: let's let's make it happen. Let's make it a new year's resolution, you guys.
1: Yes, yeah. positivity.
3: What mm. is it in September? It's October, the last week October. of October. Okay, yeah. We
1: can yeah. we can be hopeful for October. We can make I really this happen. Hope so, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and recently I also launched a new project. It's called Hardwork and it's a hardcore studio and we produce mm. gangbangs. Oh, Oh, love a Mm gangbang.
1: Actually, I saw you guys follow me on Twitter and I started checking it out and I was like, this looks so cool. Like I've never seen gangbangs portrayed in this way. And it really intrigued me because obviously I think when you stereotypically think of gangbangs, you think of very like, very misogynistic, very like, um, I don't know, just like porn hub type of porn, very like like, horrible. yeah like, not but terrifying <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then, and then I watched like the little clip and I was like, wow, this looks so beautiful. Like it makes you want
3: to do a gangbang. I'm so happy you say that. And you're very welcome to apply as a performer if you wish so. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the, yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, I, yeah, I'm like, I mean, like you said, I love gangbangs. That's like my number one or was my number one Mm. fantasy. Now I did it finally. (laughs) Yay! yay. Um, Yeah, but it's, yeah, there's always, I I myself had so many conflicts with it because I thought, yeah, you, you, you associate it necessarily with this like a bunch of guys abusing or using Mm -hmm. uh you know a woman and i wanted to turn it around and be like or a bunch of guys serving a woman yeah (laughs) and i just wanted to bring in like more of a cinematic approach and like you know more like scenarios are you know made with more you know care for detail and costumes and makeup and you know Yeah.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. What I saw looked really, really beautiful as well. And like the production value is really high, which I love. When I look at porn and I see high production value, I'm like, oh, yes. Because I'm like a bit of a cinematography nerd as well.
2: (laughs) Yeah, really badly done porn ruins. It like kills your buzz. You're just like, oh. And not talking about amateur. We're talking about like when it's when they just don't really know what they're doing. where you can tell it's really cheap and they're not really caring after their crew or Participants yeah. were just like, oh no, don't like this.
1: But Lustry was a really amazing project as well because mm-hmm. it it's all... Um, is it people that just send in their videos or do you have like specific um, performers that always send in or work for Lustry?
3: No, we're open for everyone, so anyone can apply. And the only requirement to say is that you actually have an ongoing relationship with each other. However you define the relationship doesn't mean you need to be, you know, married and have kids and a mortgage. <laughs> so you can be like casual lovers, fuckers, whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah. No. And, and we, I mean, we do, we wish for all the couples to make more than one video because it's just nice because, you know, like the sexuality of two people, it like can't be captured in one video. I think and it's interesting to see like different uh, approaches or different moments in their sex lives. Um, and we also have like different kinds of videos so they can do like a vlog where it's like more like a day in their lives or like show as much as they feel comfortable with um, show like more of their relationship that's um, so cute mm-hmm. see that's fun I love the vlogs they're my favorite actually yeah because <laughs> then but, I guess it's like
1: watching porn with like a little bit of a story
3: yeah exactly it's a bit of like yeah, like having a like a sneak peek into someone's life, relationship, and unsex life, like the whole yeah. the whole of it, right? So it's I, I find it fascinating, but I'm yeah. very much a voyeur, so that might be also part. Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like, um, I know what I'm going to be doing this evening, <laughs> checking out. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into the episode. Actually, before we get into your last fuck, I did want to talk to you about um, the new campaign that you started revolving around revenge porn.
3: Yes. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I think it's, yeah, thank you so much for giving space for this uh, to, to, to be talked about, because I think it's such an important topic. And so much stuff is yeah. happening right now in the adult industry concerning Pornhub and, you know, what's been going on with mm-hmm. Visa and MasterCard, cancelling their payments. Um, and the aim of our campaign in the first place was to make people um, reflect on the term revenge porn. Yeah. Um because we want people to understand that this term is actually a wrong term for describing what we're talking about. Yeah. Because if you take revenge, it implies um, you know, that the victim did something wrong in the first place. And that's yeah. just yeah. pure victim blaming. That's mm-hmm. slat phobic and it's sexist, like straight sexism.
0: Mm-hmm. Um and then
3: if you take the term porn, well my understanding of porn is that pornography is always something that is created and distributed consensually. So yeah. anything that is distributed or even like in the first place taken without the consent of the participants, that's not porn, that's abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we think it's very important to call it by its name, which would be uh, image-based sexual abuse. Yeah. And why we think it's so important is because if we keep it calling revenge porn, again, we're, we're reproducing sexism. And we're also reproducing the stigma against sex work because it you know it, it feels it, it adds to this idea of like oh porn is inherently like abusive you know what yeah I mean? that's so true
1: because you could either see revenge porn as like oh it's not that big a deal because porn isn't that big a deal but I think if that's me thinking of porn as not a big deal but a lot of people do see porn as like a really negative thing mm-hmm. which is why it is used as that term which is. I think it's just a really good thing to reflect on and it is it is assault it's like it's it's harassment it's sexual abuse and like these are the words that we need to use for for this because yeah revenge porn just doesn't cover it
3: absolutely exactly I think it's important and then like yeah in the light of the current events that are happening Mm. like I think there is an ongoing war on porn, and this is being pushed by very like religious organizations, like fundamentalist yeah. Christian, uh, mostly Christian organizations. And I think, and their agenda is to ban porn or any kind of sexual expression on the internet. Actually, you yeah. know, and if we like give space or like even platform for these advances or for these like for these organizations to to inform public opinion, mm. we, what they want to create is like. Yeah, like, a, a, like, yeah, this ban not only porn, but everything. Like, this includes sex educators. This includes you guys, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyone talking openly about sex and sexuality. And I think that's why it's so important. We need to differentiate between, like, yeah, what is sexual abuse and what is actually not okay. Yeah. And what is, like, consensually done porn, pornography, but also, like, sex education and so on, and fight for, for sexuality to have a space mm. in the
1: internet. They're putting Mm -hmm. a lot of money behind it as well. I remember seeing something on Instagram that was against Pornhub and it was very much focusing on like people uploading um, content of minors, of children and like using it as like a trafficking um device and first my first my first opinion on this was I was like yeah like Pornhub is allowing like all of these things and I I think I even shared the video because I was like yes and then someone messaged me and said like this is run by like a Christian group like and I was like fuck "Fuck." (laughs) like and then and then then I don't know it just made my brain like explode because it's crazy that They're just, they're putting these things out there, getting into your mind, and they make the production so amazing that people will just share it just like that. And then somehow they are just spreading their agenda. It was like the whole uh, Sester and Foster thing. And that, do you remember that documentary on Netflix that was like, I am Jane Doe? And it was, it had loads of celebrities in it as well, sort of endorsing this movement again like for the sester and foster bill really? and it's just like it's just this. all fucking propaganda mm. it's, especially yeah. when it's
2: so shocking as well like like people love to share shocking stuff mm. and facts and they don't look at the whole picture it's like what's it called uh, confirmation bias and they go oh my god yes, yes this this bit of information Um, It just goes, just goes along with what I believe in. And so therefore my beliefs are real rather than looking at every side of things, which is hard as humans, you know, we can't help but do that. It takes a real intelligent, strong person to be able to look at the opposite side of their own and argument and figure it out. But yeah, there's so much budget going out there to try and, and like a lot of attacks on, there was a time where, um, all the porn uh, people who who were who, people who worked in porn were being targeted on instagram and even if they didn't have anything sexual up they were getting their accounts basically hacked and removed like where it's constant reporting and a while ago Insta instagram i think they still might have it had in place where if you got reported a certain number of times you would automatically be mm-hmm. removed without uh, even a human looking at you because it was like a safety mechanism and of course yeah you'd get Specific groups against porn, finding these people on Instagram, and then all of them would just attack, attack, attack until the account was taken down. It's so hard to get those accounts back, and those are people's livelihoods and you know where they where they find work. It's not
3: just it's not just like a a fun profile anymore. It's somebody's website, Mm. exactly, and it's still happening. And now, like Instagram Mm -hmm. just changed their terms and conditions. And now they've been, again, this is like a new crusade yeah. against anything sexual. Like, uh, the Porn film Festival uh, Instagram account just got deleted, like, yesterday.
2: No! Blimey. Uh, really annoying.
3: And, yeah, again, and this is, like, not even as bad because, like, no, no one's life is depending on this account. But as you were saying, yeah. like, especially this year after with everything that has happened and so many sex workers have to like had like have gone digital uh, and yeah. are so dependent on those sources of income and that kind of visibility and if that's taken away from them it's like another push towards like desperation. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. do you think
1: like one of the reasons that these movements are becoming more powerful is because the I guess the what they're fighting against is becoming more central in mainstream media because I was just thinking, like, obviously this year we very much had like Amber Rose, uh, who else created OnlyFans, um, bunch
0: of other <laughs> yes, celebrities, lot of celebrities, yeah. lots of
1: celebrities, and it suddenly was like very much in the public eye that it was almost like these celebrities were saying, like, look, it's cool and okay to have an OnlyFans account, mm-hmm. um, and obviously there's two sides of that. It's been like slightly de- detrimental to uh, sex workers, but then it's also put it in the forefront and made it more ex- acceptable in a way. But
2: then... there's lots of pros and cons to sites like, yeah, subscription sites like that.
3: Mm-hmm. See, I agree. I think it's both. I think it's like, I think, Journalists in general seem to be more and more interested in talking about these topics. Also, mm-hmm. it sells and gives them clicks as well. But yeah. also, the, the, the what's happened in the recent years, like in the last two years, is that all these Christian organizations have rebranded themselves. Mm, and they're yeah. doing a really good job, I have to say, in yeah. <laughs> um, their favor, like... Let's give them that uh because yeah <laughs> what you were saying i mean you basically just said it before but basically before they were like oh porn is satan you know and people don't yes. click so much anymore because they don't care about that but now they're like oh porn is child abuse yeah. uh, sex, sex work is trafficking and you know that's yeah. like they're the way they've rebranded their strategy and that clicks with people because of course people yeah. are against child abuse and trafficking obviously everyone is like of course we are you know (laughs) but then that's like like how they're getting into into the into the mainstream media mainstream media before they would be like oh there's this like fundamentalist christian organization that is crusading against porn but now they're just like oh they're now they're, they're not called anymore or something like that they're called like the national center of sexual exploitation yeah and that sounds way more like yeah, like something I, mean? that I
1: could be again, like mm-hmm. four even. Like I, it, you'd want to be on their side because you're like, I obviously don't want any children to be abused and I don't want anyone to be trafficked. trafficked. So like, not. obviously <laughs> you're going to be like, oh yeah, cool. This is a great place. But it is that there's just, there's so many hidden problems there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the fun stuff. Fuck number one. The Last Fuck
3: So, my last fuck was in the kitchen with my current partner (laughs) This is, uh, it was really nice actually because my partner and I, like we're one year and a half in our relationship and um, we both are people that are, are turned on by novelty and like by new people so then you know after a while it starts to get a bit tricky to go from like routine we're seeing each other every morning kind of thing into like kinky sexy moment space mm-hmm. yeah so we're trying to work with that and see like how can we <laughs> you know like go through like find a more like yeah just find a way of still being sexy um, yeah. within the intimacy um, and, uh, so we're trying to be more spontaneous and the last like, this was like, I don't know, was it Sunday? I think we just started like jerking each other off in the kitchen and we nice. had like a quickie fucking over the, over the kitchen table.
1: That was yes. Nice. I love that. And I think that's something that, so many people can relate to in relationships is just I think probably especially this year because even if you were in an open relationship you're not necessarily getting the sex and the novelty from mm. other places like you are just stuck with that one partner and you somehow have to like continuously make this interesting so I think the spontaneity thing is is really key like how did you like start off the situation how did you just sort of like
3: get into it I think we spoke about it (laughs) so it's not like not super playful it was kind of like are we gonna have sex today Hmm, yeah should we do it before dinner Mm -hmm, yeah okay so like one now okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) not so spontaneous Mm. I guess kind of because you were like talking about it (laughs) in the moment (laughs) Do you do you have any other tips on like how to keep things kind of like novel and interesting during these times?
3: Tricky. I I find it again. I find it personally super hard because yeah because I'm a someone that is completely turned on by novelty and actually not just not so turned on by like stuff that I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, I would say. Trying to also take space, you know, especially now in the sense where we're like locked down and we're, you know, in the same space all the time, like trying to take space for yourself and getting sexy with yourself and like focusing on, you know, actually masturbating or like getting, you know, getting your sexual, like taking care of your sexual intimate space and getting a little bit of a distance to your partner somehow in order Mm -hmm. to then like be able to reconnect again. That would be maybe my advice, but I don't know if that's very good. Yeah,
1: like don't be so reliant on on that one person. Yes. Because I think also if you're masturbating as well, it kind of makes it more exciting when you do have sex because you're not, you're like, your sexual intimacy isn't only that one thing.
2: Sometimes it's important to masturbate away from your partner. Well, I mean, I think it is important to masturbate away, but it gives you a very different thing. Fucking with another person is so different to masturbating you you get like different orgasms and different pleasure and you have a different mindset mm-hmm. um so often or not, sometimes I just I want an orgasm without having to worry about what I look like or think about what I'm doing sometimes I just oh want to yeah. <laughs> sit there watching porn with a double chin looking like an absolute pervert <laughs> like that that's what I want I don't I don't want my partner in the room to look at me you know I'm just like oh let me be but other times I'm like yeah I'm, I'm ready to give it all that and perform and and do crazy shit um, I think you yeah. go, I think you'd, you'd go mad if the only pleasure you were getting was from somebody else. Right. Especially yeah, yeah. during so, lockdown.
1: I mean, I think I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I well, there are a lot of people out there that only, that don't really masturbate and they only get their sexual yeah. Which, pleasure from sex. There's nothing
2: wrong with, with if it works no for you
3: yeah a, but, if but you I know, think it's a moment when you start like melting like when your sexuality is melting with each other then there's like where's the where's the space there for the attraction and the excitement right mm-hmm. if you're if you're one kind of I don't know but that's maybe also depends yeah, yeah, on everyone definitely
1: just wanted to say as well I'm a massive fan of kitchen sex for some reason <laughs> just like surfaces are your best friend they're just they, they are at the right height for a lot of people to get like a really good position but I, I like I haven't had kitchen sex in so long because I now live in a shared house yeah. and it's just not, especially during lockdown, oh. it's not acceptable. No, I, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of kitchen sex. Don't put me on a table. They're
2: so cold and uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, it's got to be quick, but I want to finish off in the bedroom.
1: Fuck number two. The best fuck.
3: Okay, so I had a hard time choosing. I was like, "Oh (laughs) my God, which one is it gonna be?" (laughs) Yes, yeah, actually, actually I was like, "Oh, that's good that I have you know good memories." Um, But I think I think I want to go for my very first and only (laughs) gangbang. Ooh, yeah. So basically, I I mean, I joke about this, but it's really it's also true. Like, I started this whole project also because I wanted to have like my fantasy live out. And um yeah content warning I guess. So my like my biggest fantasy was this like uh consensual non-consent situation where I get kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, so the story is I'm playing this like super bratty girl that has like a lot of bags, she just went shopping and has like all this stuff. <laughs> and then just like a van pulls up, right? Like these guys come out, drag me in and bring me into this like weird dark place. Oh my um God. it was So much fun. It was so much fun. Like, (laughs) it was exactly how I wanted. Obviously, everything, like, of course, we had, like, very long conversations before. Everything, what I wanted, what I didn't want was discussed in advance. Um, And they were amazing. Like, they did such a good such a good job uh, fucking me <laughs> and i got to do everything that i always wanted to do in porn because for me also like performing yeah. in porn is also a kink and it's something that i enjoy like sexually like that's mm-hmm. part of the game mm-hmm. um, so i got to do dp and like uh, what's always these crazy positions with like all of these sticks around me uh, and <laughs> they are also like um, having fun with each other because it's like a bisexual gangbang. So they're oh, also God, kissing yes. and, and blowing yes. each other's dicks. So it was really, really, really fun. And at the end of the whole story, uh, spoiler, everyone gets killed but me.
2: <gasps> oh, shit. Wait, <laughs> Wait how? <laughs>
3: how?
2: <laughs> you
3: want me to tell you? Or no, or do you want
2: us to like go and watch the video, the film?
3: I okay. can tell The funny thing is it's not released yet because... Um I shot this, which is legal in Germany, but then I realized before putting it out there that actually the laws the current like pornography laws in Germany forbid to create to put up pornography that contains violence in it mm-hmm. and like yeah. in this particular film there is well kidnapping, there is hitting, there's a lot of BdSM, there is um killing uh, with guns, so that's a lot of violence. Yes yeah. <laughs> obviously a film it's very clear I mean it's very like trashy it's like you know when we, when like we have guns and, it, and it's like an explosion of like super completely over like over the top blood all over the place you know what I mean yeah. so it's very clearly a film oh my god but this still, sounds so good it was so much fun. <laughs> literally. Yeah. But it falls under this like violent pornography category in Germany. And I realized, oh my God, I can't actually put this out. So I'm still figuring out, I'm like talking to a lawyer and I'm going to have to do maybe some changes. I'm going to include like a part, an intro at the beginning where it's like me talking about like, this is my fantasy and like, make it like super, super clear. Give it a frame where it's like a hundred percent, hundred million percent clear that this yeah. is my fantasy and it's consensual. And still I might have a, an issue. That being said, you can, so you can't watch the film. So I can tell you if you want how it ends. Or you can wait. (laughs) (laughs) So it goes like this, we're all fucking. And then um, one of the guys, like, it's like grabbing the other guy and like being like cheering. Like, yeah, go, go, go. And he like um, strangles him by mistake. So one guy is down. And then the other (laughs) is like, what the fuck, man? You just killed him. He's like, no, he's okay. Like, no, he's okay. So then like, they just like put him aside and they keep fucking me. (laughs) And then but then one of the guys is really pissed because it was his friend who got killed. so he gets mad and he takes a gun. there's always a gun around, and then he kills one, the guy that oh, killed shit. his friend. So there's two guys down. <laughs> and then uh, they're like just like uh, they're like, blah, blah, what the fuck, blah, blah, And then, but they, they keep fucking. Uh, and then I get a hold of the gun and I kill the third guy. <laughs> yeah. So there's only one, and this guy's like really crazy, and he's like, "What the fuck, blah, blah blah. And then um, he's like hitting me, and then from behind the camera guy, comes closer and I look into the camera and break the fourth wall and I'm like help me oh shit and then the camera guy kills the fourth guy then I give a blowjob to the camera person (laughs) who is my partner yeah (laughs) and then we walk off and then you hear another gunshot and then
1: (laughs) oh my god that actually sounds so good I love like I love cinematic porn I think like it's like uh, it's goals that sounds amazing. <laughs> I it love the breaking so of much the fourth fun. wall as well. So,
2: I mean, I can understand why you can't distribute it because you've basically made a snuff film. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: But it looks really, really pretty though. <laughs> yeah, it's just really pretty. Can you just send it to us to see so we can just anyone?
3: I can. You can give me a special review and like a report yeah. for oh, the yeah. German government saying cool. how this is a piece of art and it should be allowed. <laughs> exactly. What you think about like all the other things that
1: they show in films in like mainstream cinema, Hollywood, or whatever. Like if you think about all of that and then like showing that in porn, it's kind of like
3: what? It's, it's hypocritical. Why? It's like, why? Yeah. It's, it's this idea of like treating sex differently than anything else. Like it's okay yeah. to show all this violence in a film because it's art, but it's not okay to show it in connection with like sexual arousal because yeah. we're so scared of sex and we don't mm. know how to handle
2: I it. I don't know though. Uh, like I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but mm. could you imagine like, I mean, the reason why they don't do that in films because they have the sort of the age rate and the age certificates, but because porn is already 18 or 21 and above, they basically, a lot of people who might not be as, understanding or just think that they can get away with anything because they've already got that certificate in place like i think a lot of people would take that too far and do really horrific stuff in porn because they're already doing the worst thing that you could get you know
3: what do you so mean so what i'm I, to be honest like <laughs> no but <laughs> yeah but so what like if someone wants to do like a super creepy crazy like as long as the production obviously as long as it's pornography which means it's mm-hmm. been done consensually there's an ethical mm-hmm. you know production standard behind it we want some support i mean there's yeah. hor- you know do you know the horror porn website like it's, it's horrific i mean it's crazy stuff but is it's it like real horror porn or? it's called horror porn yeah yeah it's like monsters and like aliens and oh, like yeah, zombies yeah. you know and it's like really like crazy but it's fun and wow. it's like why you know why not exactly it is over 18 or over 21 So, you know what? And you know what I always think about? Like, you know, we grew up seeing films with a lot of violence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of, like, I mean, like, I I feel a lot of my sexuality has been informed by the first, like, things that you see in film that has sex in it is violent. It's Mm -hmm. usually actually, like, not non consensual situations or, like, violent situations that you see in films and, and TV and that are okay for, like, PG 13 or 16 or whatever it is. And I feel like that's the wrong way to approach it. Like, you're giving us this, that's giving me fantasies. And then I cannot, like, happily and consensually leave them out so that I'm okay. See what I yeah. mean? Like, then, like, it's, I, yeah, I think as long as, you know, we need to focus on the production and the, and the, and the education. I mean, that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. what you guys do so great, like, educating people about, like, why this is very important that I see this as fiction and not as reality. You know, and I understand exactly. that there's production behind it. yeah
1: because it's it's mad really isn't it that when we watch a film we're we're like oh well it's not real so like that's why that's okay but Mm -hmm. when people watch porn they they think that it is real They're like what like there's two it's two things they're both shot on camera like what's the difference everyone's an actor on Mm -hmm. screen unless it's amateur
2: porn people love to be suspended in the fantasy so This is a, this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp
1: Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like, We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves.
2: You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. When you go to the cinema, you know it's not real, but you like allow yourself to believe it and especially when it comes to porn because if they if they even for a moment think it's not real and that it's scripted and they've planned it all then it's almost like for a lot of people the pleasure is gone mm-hmm. the fantasy is gone because it's 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 fake I think people well, I want people porn like amateur yeah people want porn to be like you know real they want it to be or they, they don't like to find out I that it's not real. Though. It's mad. Yeah, but like we I think we're just a little bit more clued in than a lot of people.
1: I think like the thing with porn is, is that the education just needs to be there mm-hmm. so that people know like they so if people start seeing it as a film as, as a it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that should like cuz as you, as you say like read when we go to the cinema we get into it and we like like to feel like like that it's real and we can mm-hmm. do the same with porn even knowing that it is a bunch of actors.
2: This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from
1: BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like
2: This is a, this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online.
1: This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like,
0: In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.
1: A different
2: future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell,
0: and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Fuck number three.
1: The fantasy fuck.
3: So I'm very submissive in my sexuality. Um, Yeah, that's just... Yeah, it's basically my thing, but I do yeah. have a dominant side that I fantasize about that I haven't like live out so much. Mm. Uh, and I think my fantasy, it, it's interesting. I think I f- feel more prone to leave out my dominance when I'm with women than when I'm with men. Yes. It's, it's a bit cliche, unfortunately, but that's mm-hmm. just the way it works for me. Yeah. And I think my fantasy would be having a partner that is a woman that is kind of like my submissive slave. Um, and then I would, like, you know, take care of her um, and, like, nurture her and, you know, be there for her from this, like, dominant position. And then I would put her in a cage and have people come over and fuck her under my command. <laughs> and then after they fucked her, she would come to me and I would pet her and mm-hmm. cuddle her oh, and give her a lot cute. of aftercare. Yeah. <laughs> that's my fantasy
1: (laughs) are you gonna make this into a porno one day
3: uh maybe actually probably that's like that's actually that's the reason why I do porn to make my fantasies come true so I might yeah (laughs) it's like the
1: best way to do it it's like having the golden ticket you could do you can basically just make any scenario you want you'd be like well it's work
3: (laughs) (laughs) so let's go guys
1: (laughs) yeah would you are you in um an open relationship could you have like a scenario like that in real life as well
3: yes I'm like 100% Mm non-monogamous always have been never been monogamous I mean I've I've lived in monogamous relationships but I'm very very much non-monogamous and I'm currently in an open relationship so yeah that's that's definitely something that I could I mean this is something that I've actually talked about with someone and she was like oh 100% and I'm like oh love
1: (laughs) (laughs) what is it about that that was sort of calling to you
3: okay so if I get really make myself really vulnerable and get really real here (laughs) I have also Mm -hmm. an issue like I so the same way that I have an issue so I'm very much into novelty and I have an issue with intimacy I also have like the issue gets bigger when I'm with women actually like I'm queer and I've had both romantic and sexual relationships with all people of different genders Uh, but I get really silly with with women especially I'm like I get shy and I don't know what to mm-hmm. do and it's like we I get like I'm 13 year olds again. Really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the what it, what attracts me of this fantasy is that I'm very confident and I'm like, you know, being Why? in this dominant role and I really and I don't and I also especially I think this thing I feel like I've had relationships with women where I felt like I needed to deliver sexually and I somehow couldn't and that created a mm-hmm. lot of like bad vibes and just like not 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 nice things yeah. and put me like under pressure. And then I feel I guess in this fantasy, I'm like providing sexually for my partner, but I don't have to do anything because I'm just getting these other people to please her sexually. right? And I'm just I'm providing, but I'm not actually having to put myself Mm. in sexually. This is really interesting, actually,
1: because I think it is sometimes our fantasies are sort of around the things that we're kind of scared of that we fear in life or insecurities, which kind of like feeds into, um, I guess, in my personal fantasies, it's always kind of like something that's on the cusp of death, like vampires or like some something like really dominant, like, and being in that very, like, i have a massive phobia of death which is probably why it's a fantasy for me to like be so close to that um which is just a really interesting concept isn't it that we we find sort of
2: fantasize about our opposites
1: yeah i'm always in control and then
2: yeah being out of control is terrifying for me except in a sexual situation Mm -hmm.
3: yeah interesting yeah
1: Fuck number four, the what the fuck.
3: Okay, so my what the fuck, fuck, it's really what the fuck. And it's actually something that I'm not proud of. And I would absolutely (laughs) not recommend to anyone. I think nobody should do it. Still, it was a great experience for me and it worked out. So I do want to share it because I think sometimes this can happen and it's also okay to talk about it. Yeah. Hopefully. So this situation was back in a party in London actually, Ooh, and uh, it was a party where I didn't know anyone, it was like a random thing, and there was this one guy that I didn't know at all. Yeah. I have to say, he was kind of traceable because this was kind of like a work situation, so uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, it was not like a complete stranger that I would never see again, like I knew, I knew where he worked, right? So yeah. there was some accountability there. Yeah. So, but um, we were doing drugs, so I was really fucked. (laughs) He was as well. Mm -hmm. We were talking about sex and BDSM, and we were really connecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he proposed to go up and find a room to get intimate, and I was like, fuck yeah. So I went up, and he, like, uh, tied me. It was super hot, but then, like, he tied me really hard, also, like, um, in my throat, and he left. And then he came back, and it, it, it was part of the game, right? He w- I was like, "No, no, no, don't leave!" And he was like, oh, "I'm just gonna get myself a drink." or something. Like, it was part of a really, really intense hardcore BDSM scene. Uh, yeah. I mean, I loved it. I did pass out. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, and the next, the next day, I had like my face was full of like really weird marks. So I think it was, it was. Might have been like a really close to the experience. Yeah, oh, Jesus. And I was wrong, like, that what? That could have gone so wrong. I could have gone so fucking wrong. However, it was like one of the best sex that I ever had. So, yeah.
2: Jesus. So did he, <laughs> when he came back, did, did he fuck you? Or was the, the act just tying he, you up and choking you he, out? <laughs> he
3: didn't fuck me. He fucked me with his hands, but he didn't use his uh, genitals, like his penis. Mm-hmm. Um, which was part also of the game because I was like, oh, come on, just fuck me. And he was like, yeah. totally like, not gonna fuck you. Like, you deserve know, oh, <laughs> So it was this really, yeah, it was this very really intense like, video session with a complete stranger completely fucked at a party which is not safe, but it was really, really <laughs> It's though. definitely not safe.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I mean, like all for trying those things and figuring that out, making mistakes to learn. Like now if somebody does that, you need to be like, okay, this is not safe. I could actually die.
3: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do not it's, like, yeah, choke yeah, me and leave the room.
1: <laughs> it's a hard one because like sometimes when you're in the moment, you're just like, well, yeah, obviously I'm going to yeah, do this. It's fine. It's, so it's fine. on. <laughs>
2: Mm, especially if you passed out as well the thing is you you don't really know that things are gonna creep up like that either it just yeah in the moment yeah but hopefully this guy's learned to sort of sort that shit out I mean to be fair maybe
3: maybe he knew what he was doing you
2: know what I mean maybe he wanted to kill you maybe he was a psychopath (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe he was he was like getting off on it like oh she didn't die damn it all right fine try next one next time
3: no no i don't think so he really yeah oh my god that's horrible now now you're making me feel even worse no 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 no
2: the thing is you wouldn't have done anything with him if you didn't trust him with your gut you know like the the fact that you connected you had a conversation beforehand you wouldn't Mm -hmm. you you shouldn't go back to someone's house or like be with somebody if you're still feeling a little bit off about it I, i think a lot with bdsm is that when you're talking about it you get a feel for how much they care how much rather they know than like, their
1: experience yeah
2: and like that they can switch on the care mode to the dom mode rather than just be like oh you know i genuinely don't care about you too. like i care about you but i'm gonna pretend that yeah. i don't care about you i That's think really like good
3: point
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, bd some's really hard thing to do like kind of off the bat like on one night stands and stuff because you do need to really trust the person that you are doing it with but I think it I guess it depends on what circles you're in and like yeah who you I mean meet you also gotta if trust a,
2: yourself to yeah. make the right decision too like the amount of times that I'm sure we've gone on one night stands and literally just gone to this person's house oh and not God. knowing anything about them so many times I'm gonna be murdered is, about a hundred times by now a billion times like we all could but there's no point living in fear when you know that could outweigh a really exciting fun sexual experience Mm -hmm. that just because we're living in fear I know that a lot of sexual accidents can happen when there is lack of communication when there is intoxication involved but that doesn't mean to say we shouldn't do it and try it as long as you're like trusting your gut and going with safety and talking about it a lot beforehand mm. preferably during and preferably after as well you, then you've got to trust yourself to make the right decision I think
1: experience plays a huge part in it as well experience is
2: good very yeah. good but it's not always possible a lot of people are getting into BDSM and they haven't really had a lot of experience yeah
1: with it. I feel like if you are new to BDSM you need to you need to find someone that is experienced or someone that you're like learning with at the same time and there's where communication
3: comes in place because if you're Mm -hmm. able to have even if it's like a short interaction but you can like you know have a feeling like yeah i think it is you can feel a lot of stuff and like make the as you're saying like follow your guts and make the right decision for you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
3: exactly and
2: be be on it if you don't want to follow your gut if you're unsure then it's worth taking a step back and taking your time over things because if it's all the way through like yes 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 that's an enthusiastic yes and go for it but if it's like "Mm, you know what I'm not sure like I can't tell the vibes I'm getting from this person take more time go
1: for another drink like yeah um, you know
2: maybe say oh like I'll see you oh my god See Reed. you another time and then think about it a you, bit.
1: Reid, you had that moment um, when you had that online date recently and you were like, yeah, yeah I'm not yes. sure if I should meet him. And then you went to meet him and it wasn't a vibe, was it?
2: We say we say recently. It was two months ago, Florence. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was recently. Um, what is time anyway?
2: Yeah. yeah, it was it was this guy that I was unsure about and he was fit. And we had a video call and I was still unsure about him, but I was like, I'm really horny and you're fit. But yeah, I don't know whether to go and shag you. And in the end, I... I went, because I'm unsure, maybe things could be better when we're in person or when we shag. And in all honesty, it just wasn't. Like, when I got there, I already got this vibe off of him that I'd already got off of the video call where I was like, "Eh, there's some things you're saying that I, I don't really follow and I'm not really like, on the same page, and and that that that's a little bit problematic. I'm not sure about that. We had sex, and it was just exactly the same thing. It was like I'm not into this. I'm Trust not enjoying gut. myself. So I I literally I, I must have had a few drinks with them. We shagged, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go now. I must have been there an hour and a half. It's quickest <laughs> fuck I've ever had, really. <laughs> mm. um, and I'm glad I'm glad that I did. So now that I've learned that if I'm unsure about a situation, not to just jump in their guns blazing, but to like mm. really think about it and listen to it and um figure them out first but it was it was a good life experience like yeah. I'm, I'm glad that i did it it the was God
1: is powerful. good learning fuck number five the fuck that changed the game
3: So, also very hard one, all of these very deep fuck questions, <laughs> um, but um, it was hard to choose, but I think I'm gonna go with the very first time that I fucked a partner that was a transgender person, mm.
2: just because
3: I'm a very, I'm very performative in my sexuality, which is yeah. know, pros and cons, <laughs> uh, and I'm, but I'm also very, so say when I'm, I'm a cis woman and when I'm with a cis man, I just really fall into this like heterosexual woman character and when I yes. was a cis woman I fall in this like lesbian woman character see what yeah. I mean and I the way I perform and then the first time that I was with a person that was transgender I was like wait what is what that, What does that make me you know mm-hmm. I was unsure and that somehow like opened up everything see because suddenly I was like yeah. oh well then maybe I don't need to just I can be myself and and I don't know what that is but I can explore that
2: <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have any
3: answers but it opened up a question that opened up like more Freedom for me to be like, oh, actually, maybe I have to see like, who am I, and not just reflect myself That's so or my partner. See, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. that yeah, because you're all like, without even thinking, you're sort of fitting into a like a stereotype, I guess. Yeah. When, with other partners, that must have actually been quite a wild experience. Sort of just having that moment, you were like, wow, who am I? <laughs> who am I actually? See, it was though. Yeah, I mean it sounds yeah, I don't know. But did
3: you find out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna tell you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. no, actually no, actually I haven't found out to be honest, but I think that's fine. Yeah. But it's an ongoing but I, I that was the first starting point to see like it is an ongoing process. But I have the freedom yeah. to to figure it out every time. I don't have to yeah. fall and I don't have to perform this one thing. I can you know, every time I can see who what who am I now and who am I with you, but maybe I don't need to be the person that I think you want me to be I can be like well who am I right now and 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 who can we be together but Mm -hmm. without like having to fit something more normative of see what I mean like it just it just opened up the, the playing field somehow for me
1: yeah I feel like probably like in all our early sexual experiences we would have all been out there sort of very much performing what we Thought we were supposed to be doing during sex. Yeah,
2: it's that porn star, like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, that feels so good, and you're like, oh wait, no, no one wants to hear
1: that. Sometimes I still hear myself like doing very like porny, like stereotypical, like I don't know, like (laughs) moans, and then I'm like, is this really how I sound, or is Is this this really me, a performance? And then I just get into my head, I'm like, wow, like maybe porn sounds are legit or like, am I, is this real? Like <laughs> really philosophical, but like maybe they,
2: they do sound like that when they come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's something about, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because there is something about the performance that is like, it turns you on as well. Like, exactly, so it's not yeah. just about performing for the other person. You're performing for yourself sexually. You're kind of like mm-hmm. peacocking. Like, yeah. And mindset. It helps you get into the mindset yeah. of being
2: like being able to receive pleasure.
1: Yeah. For fuck's sake. So this week's sex question is So, I'm 21, I've never had a G-spot orgasm or even felt my G-spot I don't think, but I'm not expecting anything at the moment and I don't feel like I'm missing out because I'm having amazing, kinky, tantric sex. Anyway, I'm curious as to what it feels like. I've used my two fingers to try and find it and so has my partner. We have spent a long sessions playing with toys like big crystal, a crystal wand, and a smaller G-spot ones that vibrate. I just don't really feel much going on, even though it is a pleasurable experience. I know I should keep playing around with it myself, but I just love this dick so much. So if I was to touch my G-spot, would I definitely know? Or is it kind of hard to tell unless you're getting your pussy pounded? Because sex is very pleasurable for me, but it's not just... I'm just not sure if my G-spot is being stimulated.
2: I... I, Yeah, I've I've felt her words, every one of those words, really. That was definitely... I think a lot of us go through that because the G-spot is such a... We hear about it and we want it so bad. And it's either like, either clitoral or g-spot related pleasure which isn't right because there is so much more out there um and i was exactly i can't i still i i have found my g-spot and i still can't find it with my own fingers um it's and i i I really struggled to find it with toys but i know that sex itself penetrative sex really stimulates my Mm. g-spot even then when someone would say oh have you had a g-spot orgasm i would expect a clitoral orgasm but that's not the same feeling that you get it feels completely different. different, yeah. I would say completely different. A clitoral orgasm is like you feel it there, and it builds and it builds, and all of a sudden it explodes, and then you come back down. But with a G spot orgasm, it's almost like you feel nothing, nothing, and then all of a fucking sudden you feel all the pleasure, and you don't know what to do because it's so overwhelming, <laughs> and you don't. It doesn't like stop or round off, and you're just a bit like, "Am I having a G spot orgasm? I don't. I don't know. It just kind of." It's like super intense. There's and and
1: we we well uh, there was a conversation earlier at the end of last year as well. Someone was saying that the G spot is actually just a myth, and there isn't Mm. a physical G spot. That it is actually just the back of your clitoris head. That was my question. Actually,
3: (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like it's isn't it all? That doesn't it all come from the clitoris? Like the clitoris is not just like the little thing, but you know we know now like the bigger, longer legs. And what I was, what I was reading or hearing, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's like, the orgasms come from it. It's just a different way of um, turning it on, right? And like, yeah, but it's uh, so again, I guess it does feel a little bit different for everyone anyway.
2: yeah Yeah. and it's in different places they always say oh it's like a finger length like up inside you it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be there it could be anywhere
1: Mm. for me that i've never like put my fingers in and like felt anything or Mm -hmm. like been able to stimulate my g-spot like myself because it just all sort of feels the same in there to me um and i think like the more I heard about the sort of that being a myth I mean I still would call that sort of orgasm like an internal orgasm a g-spot orgasm because I guess that's just what we all know it as Mm -hmm. but I I don't think that there isn't just like a I guess the g-spot is like the back of the clitoris I guess that 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 technically is what it is and the me and my sexual partner at the moment we've been like we've really sort of like figured out the angle and stuff that we need to be in to hit the g-spot and it's Mm. like very much means that instead of the penis sort of going in more like into the back of you it has to be quite like going up and like really so it would be closer to your clit but inside so that makes sense
3: yeah so on doggy for example yeah
1: it wouldn't work for me in doggy though for some
2: reason no No,
3: doggy was hard but it it depends (laughs) on like no doggy's the best
2: what (laughs) see this is what we mean about it being so different for different people yeah so glass toys and a lot of like yeah g-spot related toys don't mm-hmm. seem to work unless i feel like they need to have friction so like the glass yeah. ones won't work um if you're really lubed up it might not work the only way i can g-spot orgasm is if i've got like that friction of the cock not pressing into it with the with the head of the cock but yeah. brushing past it and moving yes. that skin yeah, so I it's like that's it for me too um but i mean i have been able to now find the right toys to be able to stimulate the g-spot maybe not until like a massive orgasm but definitely as like a a preheat the oven scenario
1: yeah for me i have to be able to turn my brain off completely Mm. from Mm -hmm. like what is happening so i don't feel like i've never really fully been able to do it myself and i'm not sure if i would be able to because my mind Mm. would be too much on like the positioning and doing this and that like it almost like has to be done to me by someone else so that I don't have to think about the positioning yeah Uh, yeah. it's all a mind fuck, though really (laughs) yeah, (laughs) pretty much is but
2: Um, it's just worth trying trying out different things and with your partner and just because we Mm. can't do it ourselves doesn't mean you can't figure that out I think it just takes practice Mm -hmm. and trying new things and yeah, I mean, you're basically doing the right thing already exactly. with this person.
1: Yeah, you're not like putting pressure on it. You're just sort of curious, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, so Reed sort of explained what it feels like. It does feel different. But um, mm, yeah, so I think I was having G-Sport
2: orgasms way before I realised they were G-Sport orgasms. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't know what they felt like until I was like, oh, maybe that really intense pleasure is the orgasm. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like a big finale clitoral orgasm. And, and it it wasn't. And it wasn't until I started focusing in on that pleasure and really recognising it and learning how that feels. Then I was like, oh, okay, I must be having G-spot orgasms. This must be what that is. And yeah. now I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like, I'm coming. I think I'm coming.
1: Oh, I'm still coming. Yes, it's,
2: <laughs> it's great.
1: <laughs> well, Lisa, how would, you, like, how would you describe how your G-spot orgasms feel?
3: really great question and i'm really bad at answering because i have a hard time (laughs) (laughs) i actually have a hard time uh i I, like my whole life i had a hard time describing my orgasms because i and i even for a long time i was like well am i having an orgasm or yeah Yeah. i feel like this uh there's so much pressure on orgasm and there's so many like for me i think it was it it really felt like it was something that came from outside right and it like exploded right and Mm -hmm. it took me a while to understand like no it's nothing that is like coming from outside it's in me like it's Mm -hmm. it's me it's my Mm -hmm. body doing something it's not something external that happens to me it's in my body yeah Yeah. so I think um yeah like for me this whole like the orgasm being like the peak and explosion and boom it's not really how it usually works like my orgasms like start yeah it's more like what you were saying maybe like they start building up building up and then Mm -hmm. they go on for a really long time and then at some point they fade off so yeah yeah they're more like they're more like those little like they have little pics in them i'm doing this thing with my hand to try but you're not seeing me so you (laughs) (laughs) can't see looks like Um, waves (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah it's more like a wavy thing that goes higher and goes more and more and more and more in intensity Mm -hmm. uh but no it's definitely not this like it comes explodes it goes so yeah yeah, and i I think that so i agree with Yuri that i think the clitoral orgasms for me are a little bit more like that a bit more Mm -hmm. like built up, it's up. And there's definitely a point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like,
1: yeah.
2: that was
3: it. And with the G, it's like, I don't, no, it just goes on and on. Really. Yeah, this it, is yeah, so true. Mm-hmm. If I
1: like G Sport orgasm, I could definitely go on and I could probably have another G Sport orgasm or a clitoral orgasm. But yeah. if I clitorally orgasm, I'm more or less like done. Yeah, yeah. I could That's probably finally Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, like bye. Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, just basically just keep on exploring pleasure and see what works for you
1: yeah. forever and ever. That was probably like the most rambly non answer ever. So, So you're welcome. (laughs) And I hope that helped. But yeah, unfortunately, it's time for us to fuck off now. Polito, thank you so much for coming on. This was the best first recording of 2021. So thank you for popping our 2021 virginity. Thank
3: you, thank, thank you so you much. <laughs> thank you so much. It was so much fun. and I love answering sex questions. I think, like, when we yeah. answer those questions, only, like so much things become clear also for myself. It's great. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I love everything that you do, guys. Oh, thank mm, you. Thank you. Where can our curious
1: fuckers find you?
3: So, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, a uh, handle it's the Peppel, mm-hmm. and you can find Lustry at Lustry.com and yes. Hardwork at Hardwork.com.
1: Ooh, yeah. Everyone needs to check out these really cinematic gangbangs, and if you love amateur porn, Lustry is the one. Yes. It, it really is the one. I'm going to go and check out those vlog episodes, because that sounds really interesting. I'm like, it's like YouTube, like being on someone's like YouTube page, like YouTubers, apart from it's porn yes everyone needs <laughs> to get on that
3: <laughs> do you have a login? I'll send you a login right now if you don't oh my god oh,
1: no I don't oh so yes. treating us thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally gonna be doing that after this podcast yeah so <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a rating five stars and a review and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already if you have a sex question or a sex story please email it in at f ks given podcast at gmail.com follow us on our social media at come curious c-o-m-e curious and our personal ones at read amber x and florence bark and if you want to hear more of us check out our youtube instagram on our instagram we have lots of amazing new content with our new creators as well so definitely definitely go there and you will hear us next week Bye. Bye. We love you all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Root insurance is all about you and how you drive. In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.